This is the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. If you're wondering why the Jay, the answer is I am not a bagpipe player. If that joke doesn't make any sense, I encourage you to check out episode zero where I explain that joke, excuse me, that joke, as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. Well, it's funny, I can tell at the recording here that my voice, my voice is definitely strained. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity to lead music at a church at a friend of mine, and I have not done that in months. And so what that meant was that um, yesterday I went through all the songs several times. This morning I got through, went through them once at the house. I sang them on the way to the service. Then we practiced them. And then I just got done with the service. So I have not sung that much in a really long time. Couple that with uh, last weekend, Meredith and I did a set of Christmas songs at, uh, at the Freedom Society Tea Room. So I had definitely pushed my voice uh, like I haven't in a long time. But I got to admit, I had a blast uh, this morning just uh, leading, singing, and playing guitar with the band. It was a lot of fun. Um, So I'm in in great spirits, though I don't have much of a voice. So here it is. You'll probably be hearing this on Monday, the last Monday of 2020. And we're getting ready to jump into January, getting ready to hop into 2021. And uh, the last few weeks have been pretty light, intentional here. Uh, We had Meredith and I talking about the impact of music in our lives. Uh, Excuse me, Emma and I did a... Um, did a whole podcast on all the new things that the MCU announced. Uh, last week, I did my top 10 song, my top 10 hard rock and heavy metal songs, albums of the year. And you know what? I just I did that for myself. Uh, I didn't expect a big audience response because I don't know how much my audience likes hard rock or heavy metal. But I got great response. Um, I don't think enough that that's going to be a regular segment. But I really enjoyed everyone's response. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everybody listening as much as they do. It was fun to talk about some of the music that I enjoy. And then online, I had a good interaction with a lot of you. So thank you. So in keeping with the end of the year, I thought I'd do another top five or top ten. Now, at first, I thought maybe I need to do like the top five books I've read. But I'll be honest with you, I had a hard time nailing it down. This year, my reading has been more varied than almost any year of my life. Uh, Since making the transition to capitalized marketing, I'm reading more about books and business and mindset. And I just either I couldn't do it or I didn't have enough time. So I thought I'd go with my top five movies of the year. Let me tell you some of the requirements for this. It had to be a movie that was released in 2020. Now, that was more difficult because the theater, the movie industry, was practically shut down. So that means there were some movies that were front-loaded in the first four or five months of the year. Uh, And then I had to go with some movies that were released directly to, like, Netflix or Hulu and that kind of thing. And there was not as much of... Uh, there wasn't much variety for me to choose from because a lot, a lot of movies were just delayed until 2021 or even 2022. And when you look at people's top five or top ten this year, there are a bu- bunch of art house films that I have no way of seeing. So really, uh, my list is just kind of reserved to 
not necessarily the best. It might be just the ones that I enjoyed the most. In fact, when I look at my list here, two of them are just flat out, hey, I enjoyed watching that. They may not be that great. They may not even be remembered uh, going forward. But here it is with my top five. And if I'm looking at this list right now, I believe that you can catch at least three of them on streaming services like Netflix or Hulu. The other ones I think you're still going to have to pay for. Um, Funny is I probably saw more movies this year than I've ever seen because of quarantine, but they weren't necessarily released in 2020. So here you go. Here are my top five movies of 2020. And number five is as popcorn as popcorn gets. It's a movie called Run. Now, this movie you can watch on Hulu. It was intended to be released in the theaters. And it's a thriller that harkens back to like the 90s when you would get movies like Double Jeopardy. That was the movie um, about uh, the woman, Ashley Judson, and the woman who was convicted of killing her husband. And then she found out her husband was still alive. So she's like, well, I can kill you now and they can't arrest me because you can't be arrested twice for the same crime. You know what I'm talking about? It's those crime thrillers that was just so full of the 90s. And this one's got that feel. Uh, the, the premise of the movie is Sarah Paulson, who just continues to do great work, is a mother and she's caring for her daughter who is bound into a wheelchair and has so many conditions. I mean, so many, many conditions. And uh, so basically, the daughter's life is restricted to the home, and the mom is pretty much a primary caregiver. And as thrillers go, the daughter begins to suspect that the mother's motive is not necessarily to care for her. In fact, the mom's motive might be to actually keep her at the home forever or maybe even something a bit more nefarious. So we've seen movies like this before. There's the premise of the caretaker perhaps not being in the best interest of the patient. And uh, this one, though, had much more of a sinister plot to it. You could see it was a thriller. You might even call it sort of a borderline horror movie. There's no supernatural element to it. Um, But I remember when it came out, and it was on Hulu, and we're like, let's give it a a watch, and it was thoroughly watchable. But you've got to like the thriller genre. You've got to like that suspense thriller genre where there's going to be some moments where you might be scared, it might be tense, um, but you're completely, what sells the movies like that is you've got to completely be on the side of the protagonist. You've got to want to see the victim um, overcome. And in fact, when we watched this, my girls told me that this is part of a brand new genre called You Go Girl, like the You Go Girl genre, where there is a woman who is put into a situation where she is powerless, and then all of a sudden she becomes powerful, the You Go Girl genre. So listen, absolute popcorn. It's not probably, it's probably not going to be remembered in five years, much less 10 But it's entertaining. If you like suspense thrillers, it's right down the middle. It's on Hulu. So if you have Hulu streaming service, you can go and watch it. Gotta recommend Run as, again, it's not deep art. It is entertaining, right down the middle, suspense thriller. Number four, the exact same thing. 
Number four is Invisible Man. Now, Universal has been trying to start this dark universe, is what they called it, where they had um, Tom Cruise with The Mummy, and that movie really failed. And they had this idea that there was going to be this whole universe of Dracula and The Mummy and The Invisible Man, and The Mummy performed so poorly that they didn't even kickstart, I mean, like, it didn't even create this shared universe. So it looks like they came in behind with the Invisible Man. The premise here is a woman, again, this you-go-girl genre, uh, this woman who had uh, this uh, abusive, oppressive husband, and it appears that he's died. But she's convinced that he's still there. She is convinced that uh, because of the skills that he had as a scientist, that he has somehow made himself invisible, and now he has come back. And nobody believes her. They think she's gone crazy. And again, in the suspense thriller, borderline horror genre, this movie is fantastic. It's got good jump scares. There is a scene, I can't tell it to you, there's a scene where we all yelped and like, that didn't just happen. Or like, what? Like, it's a, such a good jump that it was worth it. Because jump scares are overused. You know, those are when something flashes onto the screen and you didn't expect it. And sometimes these, the horror, uh, uh, thriller, mystery genre, it just overuses that in place of good story writing. But man, oh man, this was a fun movie to watch. Kept you on the edge of the seats. That one scene was fantastic. You know it's got the You Go Girl kind of ending, but this one is better than you would think. We enjoyed it a lot. In fact, with Invisible Man and Run, I would be inclined to go back and watch Invisible Man again. I really, it was like, it surprised me. I thought, okay, okay, here we go. But actually a fun popcorn movie. Now, as we move into my top three, we move into movies that are receiving critical acclaim. They're not just popcorn. They're actually movies that have made an amazing impact because of their storytelling and cinematography, uh, those things. And so number three, you will find on Amazon Prime right now, and it's called The Sound of Metal. Now, this movie was really hyped on website, music websites. You probably saw it um, if you hopped onto Amazon Prime. Um, but the premise definitely intrigued me. The premise is... Um, a young musician, he's a drummer, and his girlfriend is a guitar player. And the, the two of them have a band. They're traveling across country in their RV. And the premise of the movie is that the drummer is beginning to lose his hearing. And he has to wrestle with losing his hearing when music is his life. Now, I don't want to give anything else away. There are other underlying stories and issues going on with this young man that make the loss of his hearing uh, incredible. Uh, it makes it more of an issue for him to deal with. Uh, what I thought I was going to watch was a movie that really, I thought we'd have several like original music scenes and they would create like this personality of the band, but that's less so in this movie. You do get... Really, it looks like almost the same song uh, kind of played out uh, a couple of times. And there's this big, like the movie begins this way. It's this big ending to the song where the drums play this huge part. And you can see the drummer just expressing himself. 
But the challenge is, is he is losing this hearing and he ultimately loses it for good. And the question is, when this is so much of his identity and it's the connection that he has with his girlfriend as being part of the band, how is he going to cope with it? Don't want to give any of that away. How he copes with it, how he wrestles with other issues in his life are so much of the part of the theme of the movie and the characterization of the drummer. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was heavy. Um, I might go back and see it. You've got to be prepared to kind of wrestle with uh, the heaviness of the loss of identity. And, you know, maybe one, I, I started out as a drummer and became a guitar player, but I was never like a paid musician in any way. But maybe what was going on for me is I'm relating because I'm watching this drummer and he has this change of identity and wrestling with his career. And here in this year, uh, I'm no longer a full-time pastor. There's a change of identity, change of career. That might have played a part with me resonating so much with the movie. But of course, there's the sense of he's a metal musician um, he, he's a traveling musician. All of those themes are things that I, I really, really like. So I encourage you to check out Sound of Metal. Number two, which is on Netflix, and I encourage you to see it. Number two is Duh Five Bloods. Duh Five Bloods. D-A, the number five, Bloods. This is Spike Lee's follow-up to Black Klansman. Black Klansman came out a couple of years ago. Uh, was definitely Oscar-worthy, won some Oscars, but Defy Bloods is amazing. It was released at the height of uh, the social protests going on in our country, and Defy Bloods is about a group of uh, black uh, soldiers who fought in Vietnam, and they had a central leader, Chadwick Boseman, which makes this movie resonate all the more, and he dies in battle. And in the midst of that battle, they find uh, a a cache or a cache of gold, and they bury it in Vietnam. And so the premise of the movie is that in present day, they are going to go back, and they're going back under the premise of uh, rescuing Chadwick Boseman's remains to bring them back to America. That gives them some credibility in their passports, and in the travel. But what they're also doing is to go back and reclaim this gold. And the central character is Delroy Lindo. And if you don't know Delroy Lindo's works, he has done amazing, amazing work. Not always super commercially successful. Uh, You might have seen him in Get Shorty. uh, But Delroy Lindo shines in this movie, and he deserves an Oscar nomination. It is, I think, and what I've seen, his best performance to date. But you got to know going into this movie, this is a Vietnam film. There are flashbacks of violence. It wrestles with what was the uh, purpose and what was behind the motivation and the culture for so many African Americans to be signed up for Vietnam and how were they treated, were they treated differently, what are the long-term effects of PTSD, and, and then this brotherhood between the five bloods. I'm telling you, I immensely enjoyed this movie. Uh, I was so tempted to make it number one. And if you challenged challenged me, I might flip it to be number one. Uh, But wow, if it's not one, it's one A. 
Uh, guys, duh, five bloods. You got to know what you're going into. Uh, issues of PTSD. There's Vietnam violence. There's social questions and commentary. Greatly enjoyed it. I am a Spike Lee fan. I've always been a Spike Lee fan. And this is him at his best. Amazing that he followed up Black Klansman, which is an amazing movie, with Duh, Five Bloods. Number one is a commercially successful film, but is amazing. And number one has got to be Tenet. T-E-N-E-T, Tenet. Now, this is Christopher Nolan. You know Christopher Nolan if you've seen the Batman trilogy, if you've seen Inception. He's done so many good movies. And Chris and Tenet has that Inception kind of feel. You've got to stay on your toes. This is not a movie where you can be looking at your phone. You need to be 100% engaged. It's phenomenal. Uh, and I've got to say that Kenneth Branagh as the villain, that guy kills Russian and German accents, is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And the movie is not told in a linear fashion. It's not at all. I actually saw this movie in the theaters because the theaters were shut down because of the quarantine. And then they reopened in like June or July. And Amy and Emma and I were able to go. And we were, there was uh, good social distancing. And uh, you had to reserve your seats in such a way that you were apart from others. It was so great to go back into the theater and see a movie. I'm glad I got to see this on the big screen. But this is like movie making at its best. It's big budget, great script, very smart, on your toes, tremendous, tremendous film. And I got to admit, Robert Pattinson, who is of Twilight infamy, he is the future Batman, did a great job in this film, better than I thought, loved Tenet. If you get a chance, you can rent it right now. And I think right now it's only for purchase. And there were a couple of weeks away from you can rent it on demand. Very worth it. But I'm telling you, you got to be there. You got to watch the whole thing straight through. Don't be on your phones. Don't leave the room. You got to take it in. I'm going to watch it again the moment it comes out because I've got so many questions about it because it's not linear. But friends, Tenet is just movie making at its best. So there's my very mixed top five of the year run, which is a popcorn thriller, Invisible Man, which is a popcorn thriller, Sound of Metal, which is heavy, and I don't mean that as a pun, very heavy, but it's questions of identity, Dead Five Bloods wrestles with the social issues of race in Vietnam, and Tenet, which is just Hollywood movie making at its best. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in, uh, I think as we roll into the new year, we won't have quite as much entertainment going on. It'll still be, this will be some fun there. Might be a new announcement for that coming up soon. Thank you so much for the, all the listens and the growth of 2020. I really appreciate everybody coming back. It looked like when quarantine happened that Netflix and streaming services rose, but podcasts kind of disappeared. So I really appreciate you all being here. And we will tune in next week. If you like this, please share it, get it out onto the socials, and tell people about it. And we will see you again next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.